This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This is Why You're Single Podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is... How to have the awkward combos. Yes. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, why Americans are having less sex than ever, and new data shows more than half of young people in America don't have a romantic partner. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who doesn't know how to tell a guy she had sex with that it wasn't very good, and another who wants to tell her boyfriend to keep his dog off the bed. But Sound first, like awkward convos. <laughs> They sure are. That's why I picked them this week. Well, actually, a lot of the times are the emails we get from listeners inspire the yeah. theme of the episode. So I was going through our emails and I kind of noticed a trend. There were a lot of people that wanted to know how to tell somebody something and if they felt awkward about it. So that's what inspired this week. Um, but Angela, it's just you and I this episode. So how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, What's yeah. going on in your week? Um. So I figured out a, like a life hack recently for getting along in your relationship. I um I've do tell yeah I've mentioned before that like m- one of my goals uh in the new year was like I want to do more things that Ian enjoys like he does a lot of stuff that I like so I want to keep our activities balanced. I remember you talking about that. That was tre generous, right? So like I <laughs> so for example last night. He wanted to go to this thing that's like um, a pop-up music event that people host in their apartments and you don't know what kind of music it's going to be till you get there and you're there in some random person's apartment and everybody has to take off their shoes. Is it through group muse? It's called So Far Sounds. Okay, that's different. I did something through something that sounded very similar to that called group muse. Okay. Like it's a stranger's apartment. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Yep. So I mean. That's very Ian and very me, I guess. Yeah. yeah Ian and I, we kind of like to do the same things, which is so funny. Right. And you, you and Nick. hang out more. No. <laughs> this is, we talked, we've talked about this before and like you and Nick like to do the same things, but that's why we both ended up in the relationships we're in is because we balance each other out. And I think I could see. If Nick were here, I think he would agree with me that like that specific activity that Ian wanted to do, it could be great, but because I don't know enough about it, like I could walk in and it could be terrible. I'm like very like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I totally don't blame you. Going to a straight, I get social anxiety sometimes just going to my friend's apartments. I'm like, I'm like, okay, what is the socially, if I'm not having a great time, I'm like, okay, what's the socially acceptable amount of time where I can leave and it not be rude? And you It's know, four hours. And I would feel that way. <laughs> As someone who asks themselves that question almost every Friday and Saturday night. Wait, four hours? I commit. No. I always like commit myself to staying anywhere or not anywhere. but for like four hours? But if that's like my one activity for like a Saturday night, I'm like, to not be a flake, I have to be here for four hours and then I can go. Oh, God. Unless, like, something, like, I'm really hating it or whatever. I feel like, okay, if I show up at, like, a friend's birthday and I'm like, oh, my God, kill me. I hate my friend's <laughs> friends, it turns out. I feel like, okay, 45 minutes is maybe is too rude. An hour is a little rude. I would say maybe, like, an hour and a half is the minimum that you could stay at, like, a pretty good friend's birthday and not feel like you're – and have it not look like you're leaving because you're not having fun. Right. I think an right. hour and a half is the earliest. If you stayed two hours, it's like 
you're totally in the clear. You stayed, you had fun, you had a drink, you made the rounds and you're like, oh, we got a thing, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a case by case scenario. Maybe I'm being too generous committing my four hours. Four to hours? Oh my God. Because that's enough to really be like, I put in my time. Yeah. But uh, so, so yeah, we did this thing yesterday and like I was at work and I wasn't not looking forward to it, but I was like, just, you know, it wasn't like my number one pick of what I wanted to do that night. So what I did was I tricked my brain and I was like, how would I approach this if this was a first date with somebody I had never met before? I would be way more polite and way more accommodating because I'd want to be the best version of myself. Unless it was a bad date, right? Well, I just, you know, we're starting with a clean slate because... I had never, I'm talking about like just mentally prepping yourself going into it, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was like, I would definitely be like way more excited and way more chipper about it. So I was like, I was like, let me pretend that I've never met Ian before and this is a first date and I'm going to be the best version of myself. Oh my God. I love this. This is beautiful. And how did that go? It worked pretty well. And I wound up liking what we did. It was actually really funny. We walked into the apartment. I didn't know about the shoe thing ahead of time. We walk in and there's just like a pile of shoes and coats. And I was like, I'm too old for this. I have to leave. Uh, and I imagined and seeing like the number of shoes, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be hell when we turn the corner. But then we turned the corner. It was actually a very nice, big apartment. It's very spacious. There was a woman playing a harp singing Joni Mitchell music. So I was like, okay, I'm not too old. Uh, so it was great. It, I had a lot of fun. And I, I feel was like taking your shoes off. Nice. Isn't like something that you do when you're young. I feel like if anything, that's like the older you get, you're like, you know what? It's really goddamn gross having people leave their shoes on after you walk around like New York City streets with like dog shit everywhere. Yes. But I was also like, I don't know these people. I don't want to like have lose a barrier between my foot and this floor. And also it's going to smell like feet. Maybe. Yeah. That's it was true. like I was looking at it. I was like, oh too too bohemian for me <laughs> oh okay i see i see what you're saying but it all worked out i had a great time oh that's awesome that's such a cool brain trick to do just pretend like you're just meeting for the first time how would you act right because i think like on first dates you're usually your best version of yeah. yourself or you try to be at least absolutely um so it's my life hack what what are you up to well so nick and i have been trying to do date nights and we've been doing them every thursday night we have like you know, a standing, a standing date night. And, you know, we've been hiring different babysitters and I, oh my God, I feel like it was yesterday that I was a babysitter. So I still feel like, anyways, I just want to know what your thoughts are on boundaries with babysitters in like terms of like what you talk about with them and like becoming friends. Okay. So like we had one babysitter over and she kind of like mentioned like a date she was going on after she babysat. And then when I saw her the next time, I kind of felt like obligated to be like, how was that day? And then I realized like, wait, this is weird. Do I want to know about her dating life? And like, and then it got like TMI where she was being like very open where she was like telling me how she like dated a guy for a while before realizing like she dated women and was like telling me about like this girl and then like they hooked up and and uh and she was like you know much younger than her and you know and then the girl ghosted her and anyways we ended up on like a long conversation wormhole where I was like we were uh, we were talking like we were friends and I really felt like, oh, I could totally hang out with this girl. She's super chill, but I'm actually paying her $25 an hour to watch my child. And it's like there's like an employee-employer type of relationship to this. And she is like a little bit younger than me. I just 
what are the boundaries? Like if there's like a babysitter that I like enjoy talking to and want to like chit chat about her, her like hookups, is that appropriate or not appropriate? I think it's okay. I think as long as she is volunteering the information and you're not like crying about her personal life no. or vice versa. I wouldn't be like, so like, yeah, tell like, me about like going down on, like that would be so <laughs> weird. And then I feel like she would like sue me for like sexual harassment right. or something. Right. But the way it's going down sounds appropriate. I think it's good. I think it's like the same way companies do like team building exercises because they want their people working together to also be friends. I know, but then it's weird where I'm like, oh, like, do you mind like doing the dishes if he goes to sleep? I mean, actually, I never asked someone to do the dishes. I, right. I like if they offer, I'm like, I'm like, oh, if you have time, like whatever. <laughs> I would never, I would, Man. I would never ask. Even though when I babysat, I always did the dishes and like tidied up and cleaned up because I wanted the parents to come home to like a super clean house. I don't expect that because I draw, you know, you're not like clean. And I'm not, not my dishes, like dishes from when they like make dinner for the baby. You know right. what I mean? Wow. You know, I have to say I've never not done a lot of babysitting. Only in the last year have I really, truly babysat and I did not do any extras. Really? Yeah. I was like oh, – no, I, I always – I would always go – I would like bring a gift for the kid. I mean, I was always like teacher's pet. I would yeah. go above me on. I'd bring a gift for the kid when I show up so the kid likes me. I got to kiss the kid's butt. I, you know, play with the kid, put him to sleep. Then I would always do the dishes, tidy up the whole house so that when the parents come, they like feel very like peaceful walking into like a clean home. It doesn't feel like chaotic to them, right. you know? You're good. You're good. <sighs> I was good. I was a good babysitter, which is why I like relate to the babysitter so much because I feel like it was just me yesterday. And so when we start just like chit-chatting like we're friends, I forget that it's like I'm hiring you and is that appropriate? I think and I, it's okay. You think so? Does to be talking know? about like hooking – like her tell me about like her hookups? Well, yeah, as long as she's not like hooking up while she's babysitting your kid. Yeah, that's true. Does she know that you have a podcast about dating and that – I think I might have mentioned it. She might be listening. Anything she says can and will be – used on a podcast i don't think she's listening to this episode <laughs> i hope not. hi if you are i mean my problem is is she was so cool i want to hang out with her like outside of babysitting but i'm like you can't pay your friends for right. things like like if you were gonna watch rila like i wouldn't pay you because that'd be weird you'd be doing like right like, right unless right. you want me to pay you no, although I do, I have like friends that are now, cause like as you get more friends that have kids, let, like navigate this, like, cause like 45 minutes babysitting, obviously that's just like a favor you do for a friend, but I have right. a friend who like had to sleep over oh, and like weird. do all this stuff. And it's like, then you buy them dinner or something. Oh, for sure. You yeah. Know? Of course you'd, you'd buy them dinner. Yeah. You know what? That gets awkward when, um, so I had like a boss at a magazine that would ask me to babysit her dog and I, <laughs> and like wouldn't pay me. And I was like, and that was like. I'm your underling and you're my boss. I don't make any money and I'm like having to watch your dog and do a shit ton of work where like if you boarded your dog, you'd be paying like $70 a day in New York. See, that feels like an abuse of power. And that felt like fucked up. She was like, can you watch my dog? And I was like, yeah, actually I'm around this weekend. And I was like in my head like, oh my God, I wonder how much she's going to pay me. And then she paid me nothing, bought me nothing, did nothing for me. And that was like fucked up. Right. So see, as long as you don't expect your babysitter to then start doing things for free. No. No. Then you're good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Glad you're we... the boss in this scenario. So I know, but the boss the boss, it's like in a you know, I don't want to turn myself into like the girl that ran thinks, you know, that the oh, underwear. Yeah. Well, she would like talk, you know, about like boobs and sex because it was like an underwear period company that felt like, you know, 
very no boundaries. And then her employees like, you know, got mad about it. Right. And right. felt it was inappropriate. And b- I feel like both are justified. Like, if we had an intern for This Is Why You're Single, where we talk about, like, sex and dating, it would be like, how would we even have boundaries? We All we do is talk about our sex and dating life on our right. podcasts, you know? We'd have to have a safe word or something. We would have to be like, please let us know if you ever make you feel uncomfortable because yeah. we want to respect boundaries. Right. Talk. All right. Uh, glad we talked this out. Yeah, I think you're you're nailing it, though. You guys are good. Okay, great. Well, we're going to take a quick sponsor break, and then we're jumping into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, StoryWorth. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts, questions you've never thought to ask. And then at the end of the year, they'll get their stories bound in a beautiful hardcover book. Strengthen your family bonds and get to know your loved ones in a whole new way. And I just spent the last year doing this with my dad. I sent him a bunch of, well, I wrote out a bunch of questions on story worth and then every week he would get a new question and I would get the answers and I I can't even tell you what this experience meant to me and my family. I just printed out the book and I printed it out for every single one of my siblings and my dad wanted a copy and now I have answers to stories that I'll just have forever and my son Rilo's going to have all these answers about his grandfather. It's just it's so special. Um I got his thoughts about aliens and his childhood and camping when a bear came to chase him. I don't even know. The stories are just amazing. It's really cool. StoryWorth helps you connect with your family. It's a great way to stay in touch, helping to bridge geographic distance by providing lively discussion topics. You're going to learn about your relatives, preserve your memories, You get a hardcover printed book at the very end. It's so much fun. It really is cool. It's a great gift for Mother's Day or Father's Day. It was like a year ago since I gave it to my dad. So I think, I can't remember if I gave it to him for his birthday or just because, but either way, it's just been like a year of feeling closer to my family and it's just, it's very, very cool. And we are hooking it up as usual on the show. So for $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash single. That's spelled story, just, you know, like a story you read. S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H.com slash single when you subscribe and you'll get that $20 off. We would like to thank our sponsor, Quip. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. I love Quip because they were a sponsor that I was using before they even decided to sponsor our website. I bought a Quip toothbrush for Nick because they looked really cute for our cabinets. And also, more importantly, I care about his teeth and, you know... Not to generalize, but but I, the guys I've dated at least, they're not very good at replacing their toothbrushes every three months like you're supposed to. I'm also not, not good at that. Okay. So. Also, guys. Knows and, no gender. This and toothbrush Angela. thing. Yeah. And so, and you know, and I didn't want to have to think about it. I like subscriptionizing my life with things that, that I definitely need. And like brushing your teeth is something you have to do every morning and night. So it's, you know, it's not like. I'm like subscribing for something I'm going to have like too much of or not enough of. It's like, no, I need every three months, I need a new toothbrush head. And I don't know. I think that's like a nice way to show you care about someone is caring about their health. Yeah. And like when your teeth feel nice, you're just, you have a good outlook on life. And if you're leaving a toothbrush at someone's house, you want a cute toothbrush. It's true. You do. And they come with a cute little travel thing. So it's very easy to spend the night somewhere. If you know what I mean. I do. So... 
Here's the cool stuff about Quip. We both love our Quip toothbrushes. They have the sensitive uh, sonic vibrations that make sure you're brushing your teeth right. It's uh, gentle on sensitive gums, and some people brush too hard, so some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive, but not Quip. They have a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, guiding a full and even clean. They have a multi-use cover that mounts to your mirror and unmounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-go brushing. Very cool. Uh, that's why we love Quip, and it's why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash single, you will get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash single. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? So I was reading the Washington Post and they were saying that the share of Americans not having sex has reached a record high. This is a piece by Christopher Ingraham. Apparently he didn't interview your babysitter. No. She's she's getting it on, right? She is getting it on. Uh, but not the rest of America. They say the share of U.S. adults reporting no sex in the past year has reached an all-time high in 2018, underscoring a three-decade trend line marked by an aging population and higher numbers of unattached people. So they say among the 23% of adults, that's nearly one in four, who spent the year in a celibate state, a much larger than expected number of them were 20-something men according to the latest data from the General Social Survey. Um, it sounds depressing, but then you factor in, they said one of the major factors was age, and basically, like, older people are living longer, mm -hmm. and older people generally just don't have a lot of sex. So that that. What about all those studies we read about old people homes having STD problems because all they do is have sex? That's true, but I think, like, that must just not be accounted for in this. Right. And maybe that's just like it's because that's such a crazy story. It gets reported a lot, but maybe it's not actually the majority of older people. I think they say here the share reporting uh, no sex has consistently hovered around 50 percent for okay. older people for 60 and older. It's 50 percent. Although I was like, damn, then 50 percent are so amazing. Um, they say changes at the other end of the age spectrum may be playing an even bigger role. The portion of Americans 18 to 29 reporting no sex in the past year more than doubled between 2008 and 2018. One of the uh, really depressing ideas that they have as to why this is is technology. They say that people just have like more fun distractions at night than having sex. They're like, oh, we have our phone, we have Netflix. That's so interesting. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's kind of depressing and sad, but I mean, sometimes scrolling through an Instagram feed and looking at fun shoes and dresses and my friends' lives is, you know, more fun than, than sex. Especially like on a weeknight. I feel like if you have a long day, if you're a little stressed, like what is a greater de-stressor? Like having sex with somebody or watching Great British Baking Show? I mean, for me... I feel like they Give me the muffins. I feel like they probably are actually end up being like equal de-stressors because after I have sex, I do feel like a big euphoria of calmness. But it's more work to yes. have sex than the than to just sit there and like push a couple buttons. But I do think that it's actually more de-stressing to have sex. You're probably right, but it's yeah, yeah it's definitely easier to just like hit a button. Well, I have on. an article that kind of goes along with yours. You do okay, so I. I think people probably are also not having sex because they're maybe like 
They're maybe single. They're not living together. Yes, that's another part of the article. So my article is from The Soloist, which is like a vertical of the Washington Post. And it says, it's not just you. New data shows more than half of young people in America don't have a romantic partner, aka, you know, you don't have a romantic partner. You're not living together. You're single. You're probably not having as much sex. So this was written by Lisa Bonos, and they actually interviewed me for this article, which is why I picked it, because I am a narcissist, and I wanted to read you an article I'm quoted in. All right, but no, it actually is a very interesting article just over half of americans between the ages of 18 and 34 51 percent of them said they do not have a steady romantic partner this is according to data from the general social survey that was released last week so the shift has helped drive single tim to a record high among the overall public among whom 35 percent say they have no steady partner but only up slightly from 33 percent in 2016 and 2014 uh, so there are several other trends that go along with the increase in young single Americans. Women are having fewer children. They're also having them later in life. The median age of marriage is increasing. Uh, so, But doesn't yeah. that imply that people wait till marriage to have sex, which is not true? No, it's not true. Yeah. I don't know the but I answer guess, to that. I guess in theory you would have more consistent sex if you're married or trying to have a baby. Yeah. Although maybe people that have been married for a long time would disagree. Would disagree. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess when like I've gone through spells and you're single where you're like, oh my God, I haven't had sex in six months. Where even if you're barely having sex when you're married, it's probably more than six months unless you like yeah. are in a sexless marriage. So another detail that was interesting, 41% of Democrats are without a steady partner compared to 29% of Republicans. I'll let you analyze that as you want. Mm. Uh, so also, um, uh, the share of non-partnered Americans is also higher among the unemployed, which should not be a surprise to people. 54%, which is up from 44% in 2016. So if you're unemployed, 50, 54% chance you're, you're single. Right. And I think that's not just because you're like, quote unquote, not a good match. It's just cause like, usually if you're unemployed, you're kind of like going through it. Well, you're like not in a good place to be dating. And anyone that's been single, will probably tell you sometimes it feels like a job to try to find somebody and to date feels like a job. So if you're already looking for an actual job right, and you're spending all of your time online applying for jobs, you're probably going to cut back a little bit on like your quote unquote applications for dates. Right. Because it all feels like an interview. Exactly. You're going to focus on one interview at a time. Mm So here's my quote. Laura Lane, co-host of the podcast, This Is Why You're Single. Um, I said in, uh, that, you know, my brother and his girlfriend got together actually when he was looking for a job. He was a poker player. So he was doing that, but he was looking for like a real, real job and he was living with his parents. So there's exceptions to every role. And my brother is a catch and he met the most amazing girlfriend ever who we love. Um, but as you and I have seen on the podcast, I said, it says Lane has also seen unemployment affecting a person's confidence and in turn torpedoing their efforts to find a steady partner. Uh, and then I talked about how in my early twenties, I dated someone who had just finished graduate school and was looking for a job and he was just struggling and didn't have like a good sense of self and, you know, didn't know who he was. So it was hard to be in a relationship. 
Uh, I said, Lane says that a lot of, this feels very weird talking in the third person, by the way. Keep doing it. Lane says a lot of people who write into the podcast are looking for love advice, are unhappy with their lives and think that another person will fix that. You really have to find yourself, she says, adding that nothing really clicked romantically for her or her co-host, Angela Spera, until we had something personally exciting that we were doing. I think it was an energetic thing where we attracted people into our lives. Do you agree with my quote? Is that accurate? Yes. Spera can confirm. Okay, great. <laughs> with Lane. <laughs> um, but anyways, our, our articles go together. Yeah, they complemented each other well. Great. All right, it is time for us to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Squarespace is where you can make stuff. You can think it. You can dream it, and then you can make it with Squarespace. And that's what they're encouraging. They're encouraging folks to make it, easily create a website all by yourself. Uh, Angela and I, we're just big fans of Squarespace. We have many Squarespace websites. Angela has AngelaSpare.com. I have LauraLane.com. We have This Is Why You're Single Book.com, and This Is Why You're Single Show.com, but they go to the same place. I have femfairytales.com. Now I just got feministfairytalesbook.com, which goes to the same place. What else do I got? I got nicklovesloar.com. That was on my wedding website. Oh, my God. I have so many Squarespace websites because it just any new project I'm doing, whether it's my wedding or a new book or sketch show or this podcast, it just makes everything feel more official when I have a nice-looking website so that I can just, like, send people the link and being like this is me also when people have ever asked us for like pictures if they're doing press about us i'm like here you go here's a link to our gallery feel free to use any pictures you want it just makes everything easier and to be clear did you know anything about building a website before you had this this like army of websites no and now i'm like a professional website builder yep So Squarespace gives you the tools to also be a professional website builder. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, so you don't have to worry about how it's going to look on your phone. And then if you get confused at all, there's 24-7 award-winning customer support to help you out. It's very cool. We love Squarespace, and you should check them out too. All you got to do is go to squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use our offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. would like to thank our sponsor Lola. Lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes. I love Lola because I like just knowing that I've got, you know, good stuff in my vagina and none of that bad toxic crap with chemicals that all the other tampons had in them that I didn't even know about that I was putting in my vagina for years not enough people know about this no not enough people know about it i also love that it just like comes to my door i don't have to think about it now that i'm getting my period again since i've had my baby i i just you know i i had put a pause on my lola subscription and now i started it back up and i got my tampons and i'm all happy 
Yep. Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of products, your mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery, just like Laura did. Lola's subscription is super flexible, so you can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. And guess what? They also now have the Sex by Lola line, which is also available for a subscription, and you can add it to your period subscription, too. So everything is just getting delivered to your door. You're getting your tampons, but then you'll also be getting condoms and personal lubricant and they also have um, these cleansing wipes and of course they're all made with good stuff just like Lola's tampons so you don't have to worry about what you're putting up and inside yourself. Yeah, 100% organic cotton, BPA-free tampons. It's all good. For 40% off of all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter our promo code SINGLE40 when you subscribe. That's 40% off of all subscriptions. Visit mylola, that's M-Y-L-O-L-A.com and enter our promo code SINGLE40 when you subscribe. All right, Angelo, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Well, first up, one of our male listeners, uh, he's 54 years old. He took it upon himself to actually write in and give us a tip to share with our female listeners. All right. Great. Do you want to read this or should I read this? Why don't you read it? Okay. I'll read this one and then you'll read the the two email questions. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know where to meet ladies. I do know where to meet guys. Because he wrote in asking if... Like, where to meet where, ladies. Where, yeah. Uh, please tell your female listeners to go to a golf course, driving range, and wear a cute outfit. Oh, come on. I find the cute outfit part a little offensive, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. He's, being, he's, you know, he's trying to help. Okay. I'm picturing uh, like the little tiny white skirt. Yeah, like. I find that offensive. But anyways, okay. Uh, try and learn the game. Don't worry about sucking as the game takes a long time to learn. But please make sure they tell all the guys they can about their newfound interests. Like in the Bible, locusts will appear. Closest thing to shooting fish in a barrel I've ever seen. If you know the same for ladies, please share. I would say. So anyways. You probably should just pursue. I mean, if you're interested in golf, uh, then go for it. But if you have absolutely no interest in golf and you're only going to meet men, I feel like that's not going to work out for you and it's not going to be fun for you. If you're genuinely miserable playing golf, but if you're like, yeah, I could take or leave golf, but what I really want is to meet some like 54 year old single guys. And like, you know, I find golf just as interesting as like, you know, getting brunch with my friends. Like I don't hate it. I don't like it. Then like you should go get, you should go golfing. I think the, the, I think his point is is that there's a lot of men at golf courses. Yes. And a lot of them and you know, and some of them might be single. Right. And he's saying that that's a good place to meet men. But, you know, I think guys go golfing to get to get like some bro time a lot, right? I guess but they wouldn't mind a lady in a cute outfit walking by. I know. I'm I hate cutting slack to anyone, but like <laughs> his his um I think that the yeah. the, the, the the real value in in what he has said is that Having interests is sexy. So if you have an interest, talk about it. Uh, uh, you know, you might meet somebody who has a similar interest. Yeah. <laughs> and believe it that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I thought this was really sweet and cute yeah. of him to to take the time to write in. I don't, yeah, I just, I love the like, the references that I don't really get, but the 
Bible locusts will appear. I guess it's like like people will flock to you. People will flock to Men you. Men will descend upon you. Yeah, which is a problem if you're a woman that actually just wants to go golfing and doesn't want the attention <laughs> of men. But and you don't want the locusts. Yeah. Uh, I, I've played mini golf. Does that count? I've never met anybody there. Then no. <laughs> uh, there's probably a mini golf. There's probably like a lot of uh, single 12 year olds. Yes. To- total babes. But <laughs> underage. All right. What else do we have in the mailbox <laughs> for us to answer this week? Okay. First up, we have an anonymous listener and she writes, I've been seeing this guy for a couple months. He seems too immature for my taste, but I decided to give him a chance anyway. Go to the golf course, girl. There's older man. I'm joking. Uh, We finally had sex the other night. Let me tell you, terrible. He's my brother-in-law's best friend, which he now rents a room with my sister and him. Getting to the point, how do I tell him I don't want to see him anymore without making it awkward when I visit my sister? The bads outweigh the goods. He's a super sweet guy, but not the one for me. Please help. By the way, love the podcast. Cool. Um, so I chose this one because it's an awkward conversation, and that's the theme of this week. Yeah. So number one, I don't – unless he asks you, like, how was the sex and genuinely <laughs> wants feedback, which an ex did to me once, and I – I'll tell you about that later in the podcast. I don't think you should – I definitely don't think that you should tell him that the reason that you don't want to be with him is because he's bad in bed. Because Absolutely also agree. one man's trash is another person's treasure. So what you think is bad might, uh, you know, be great for another person's in in the bed – in the sheets tastes. Right. You know, right. like maybe licks too much and someone else is into that. So it's subjective what is good and bad sex. So I wouldn't tell him that. I honestly just think in this situation, it's a lot easier and you're maybe stressing yourself out more than you need to. I I would say like, hey, I had a lot of fun. You can, you know, a little white lie. It's okay when you're sparing somebody's feelings. Yes, especially because he's a good guy otherwise. Yeah, you said he's a good person. He wasn't a dick. So there's no reason to hurt this person's feelings. If mm-hmm. he was a dick, then you could, you know, you sucked in bed. How dare you be mean to me? Right. Um <laughs> But uh, I think you say like, hey, I had a lot of really, uh, I had a good time with you. I just don't feel like the 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 spark connection and like I kind of see us m- like more as friends. I hope that's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I hate even saying I hope it's okay because you don't need. It. Yeah, you don't have to say that. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, actually, I don't like that part of it because you don't, if it's not okay, like, well, too bad. <laughs> also, you might not even, I, I totally agree with your advice, but I wonder about using the word friends. Just because it implies a relationship beyond. Yeah. But he doesn't like, seem like he's like him. an annoying person, right? Yeah. But do you really want to be his friend? Like, don't no. say it unless you actually want to be friends. But I would say, like, I had a great time with you. I just don't think we're a match. Yeah. Romantically. Yeah. Maybe you could keep it more simple. I think that's maybe better amended advice. And you could always give, like, a little white lie and say you're, like, seeing someone else and that it got, like, more serious with that person. Because that always worked for me (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) and I guess there's like unless he's really gonna stalk you there's no way for him to find out that that's a lie well I guess he could find out it's a lie because he does have a lot of mutual friends because he's like the roommate of whatever brother-in-law's his brother-in-law's best friend he could find out 
but he'd have to be like really but then he would cross into like creepy territory where he starts like Instagram stalking and he's like who's she dating who's she dating right. well presumably you will go on other dates so you could just be like I'm dating other people, dating other people. and I don't feel like the spark with us but I had a lot of fun but yeah the most important part is like had a great time I just don't see anything happening between us yeah just keep it that simple mm-hmm. uh yeah don't stress yourself out all right what else we got okay next up our listener writes hi girls I've been seeing a guy that I met on Hinge, and things are going pretty well so far. The thing is, he has a fairly large dog, two years old, that he adopted a month before I met him. The dog, let's I love that she says fairly large dog, but then gives the age of the dog, where, like, you could have a chihuahua that's two years. It doesn't... True. Like, I want to... I feel like the parentheses instead of the age of the dog should have been, like, 50 pounds. Like, poundage? Yeah. But I guess, like, he's he's got the heart and spirit of a puppy, perhaps. Is that uh, two years old? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah okay. maybe that's what she's going for. Um... That he okay, so she says the dog, let's call him Max, is sweet but not well trained and always climbs all over me slash us on the sofa or in the bed if we're trying to watch TV, sleep, etc. The guy seems to find this adorable while I find it annoying and a little unsanitary. How do I tell this guy that I don't want Max all over me and that I don't want to sleep in his bed after Max lays on his pillows? Uh, all I all. All that said, I really love animals, but I'm to the point where I don't want to go to his place and be trampled all over. I'm a big fan of this show, and I find it so relatable and helpful. Thanks for the laughs and great advice. Okay, great. All right. Oh, my God. This is a hard one because I know how I feel about my dog, and it is my child, and my dog sleeps in my bed and sleeps on my pillows. And I remember before I had a dog saying, I am – okay, when I get a dog – the dog is not sleeping in the bed. That was like a sacred space for Nick and I. And I don't want like dog hair and it's gross and it's like unsanitary, unsanitary. And I felt all the ways you did. And then I don't even know what changed. Honestly, as a puppy, Nick brought the dog into the bed and then it was kind of cute. And then before I know it, the dog is sleeping on like the pillows we put our head in. And I know it's super gross, even though I'm a pretty clean person and I wipe the dog's paws and ass every yeah. time it comes inside. Sam is the cleanest dog I've ever met. Yeah. And, and I still like still find it gross. Like even when she looks me. But that being said, I don't think I would ever presume that somebody else would find that okay. I would maybe be like, oh, sorry. Oh my God. There's like dog hair everywhere. Like I know it's gross. Is it okay if my dog sleeps in the bed? I would probably ask. So it is, I think, a little presumptuous that this guy just assumes that she's okay with it. He should, he, just because he's so comfortable with like the dog, he shouldn't presume his dates are. All right. This is maybe not like good advice but it's what I would do if I was actually her I would be like hey I know this is weird I love your dog I love Max because you have to be really careful not to offend him because you know I'm sure he wants to like date and marry a dog lover I love Max but like I don't know I've been like kind of breaking out and I went to a dermatologist and like and she said it's like the dog saliva and hair that's making me break out. This is really what I would Wait, do. I'm dying because this was going to be – I was going to say, say you have sensitive skin. Oh, okay. okay. you need clean sheets. All right. This is what I do, but I would blame it on like a – So this is good advice because we both came up with it separately <laughs> without consulting one another. Okay, yeah. All right. I, I would blame it on like a professional expert though. I would say I've been like kind of breaking out and – um. Uh, I know this is like weird because I like, you know, I'm like talking about breaking out. It's gross. Whatever. I've been kind of breaking out. I went to go see my dermatologist and she said it's like, you know, it's probably from the, you know, I have sensitive skin and it's from like the dog hair and like saliva. So I, I love sleeping over and you know, I love Max, but 
if I sleep over at your house, is there any way we could use like fresh sheets and maybe not have him on the bed? And like, I really can't have him like lick me as much, but I love like petting with him and, you know, sitting on the couch. I just think it's maybe like the eight hours when I'm in your bed. If, if the hair's on me, then it's a problem. I'm not allergic to dogs and I love dogs. I'm still like number one Max fan and dog lover. I'm not Cruella DeVille. Yeah. Um, uh, and like he should totally like be on the couch with us, but I just can't like sleep in a bed for eight hours with like dog hair and like really have him lick me. And I'm, you know, it means so much that Max loves me. Like, oh my, <laughs> because I love him just as much as he loves me. But is that okay? Like, you know, otherwise you can come to my house and I like, you know, I just won't be able to come over as much, but if you you know if if I come over is that okay is that okay are you comfortable with that I'm so sorry I think that that's great advice because it's hardly even a lie because the whole reason that you're grossed out by sleeping in sheets that the dog's been rolling around in is because you're afraid of those things happening like it affecting your skin or like making you itchy or something so and it is just it is gross when you really think about it although um, I guess it makes you have a stronger immune system when you have a dog because dogs bring in a bunch of like nasty shit and then you build up an immune system. I don't know if that's going to make you feel better yeah. or worse. Way to see a silver lining. Um, yeah. So we hope that's helpful. I love that we mind melded there, Angie Pie. We fully did. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact. This is why your Please be concise, a paragraph or less. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why your Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is how to have the awkward combos. We've all had to deal with awkward combos and sometimes they can stick with you, but you usually feel better after. So I have an awkward conversation that I wanted to share. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. So when Nick and I first started dating and we were having sex, we were having sex like pretty regularly at the time, like, you know, a couple times a week, three times a week. And I remember laying in bed. I don't know, maybe we've been dating like a couple months and Nick goes, Hey, so I have like a personal question to ask you. And I was like, y- yes. Uh, and I like tensed up cause I like had no idea what it was going to be. I was like, Oh my God, what's he going to ask me? What the, what the fuck is this about? He's like, I have a personal question, uh, that I feel like kind of weird asking you. I'm like, yeah. He goes, uh, why don't you get your period? Oh my God. <laughs> Because I had an IUD at the time and it was the IUD that makes you not get your period. And so we had been having just like so much sex without like with no like. I was going to say how amazing that you were having that much sex that he was like, when are going to stop? That he noticed. Yeah. We <laughs> when were, do I get a week off? We were having like so much regular sex that he like noticed. I, there wasn't like a week where I got my period, which now he would have no idea if I had my period. <laughs> but at the time. Um, and so then I said, I was like, uh, oh, oh. I have this, uh, and I was so awkward about it where I shouldn't have been, but we were still so like new with each other that these conversations were, it's like, was the cute phase where, where you feel like you're still like really nervous. And I would like still wake up and put like cover up under my eyes, you know, like Miss Maisel, like exactly like Miss Maisel. I relate to that so much. Um, I was like, Oh, I have this like birth control. It's called like an IUD thingy and I don't get he's like okay okay that's fine <laughs> he's like he didn't want to he didn't he he's very respectful of of boundary we don't talk about like like but birth control is something you should feel really comfortable talking about with your boyfriend right and, and there's and nothing to be embarrassed about I mean nothing. it's benefiting both of you so. well and I think there was like and I told him that I'm on birth control but I didn't so he knew I was on birth control because we were having 
we were having sex and like, and maybe at that point, like unprotected sex. Cause we had said like, you know, we're not sleeping with anyone else. We've both been tested and like, we felt like safe and, and, uh, and I told him I was on birth control, but I didn't like specify what kind. So he never, and I think some guys also just at the time, they don't know about IUDs and they don't know that sometimes certain IUDs can make you not have your period. Right. So I don't know. I don't think he didn't think I was like pregnant, but he, I don't know, maybe he, maybe he just thought like I was some, he was just confused. He didn't, right. it wasn't something that crossed his mind. So that was an awkward conversation that I experienced and it went over well just to like kind of, I, my advice from that is sometimes the best way to start an awkward conversation is like, so I have something to ask you weird or can I ask you something personal or I want to talk to you about something I've been like thinking about and make sure you like kind of say it like happy so they don't get freaked out you know, right. at the beginning. Um, but I love that he asked. Like, you handled it really well, but I also love that that Nick, like, was like, I'm going to ask this person. I'm comfortable enough. I care about what's going on with their body. Yeah, I'm so glad that he asked. Yeah, it made me feel good. We, we both felt, like, good after that. Like, and it was probably something that had been on his mind for, for like, a hot minute. And, and then he probably felt, like, really relieved afterwards, right. knowing there's something, like, I don't know, maybe he was worried something was wrong with me or, or, I don't know what he could have been thinking. I don't know. Um, he was probably just really curious. Yeah. Uh, anyways, have you have ever had like any awkward conversations you can think of with Ian and how they went down? Oh, I mean, tons. We're a little more open. Oh, I'm a bit of an oversharer. Um, so like that's been okay for us. But I recently heard a story from a friend of a friend who um, – there this girl basically has never had an orgasm in her whole life and she's been in a relationship with this guy for two years and never had an orgasm with him and they never talked about it and I guess she felt awkward about it like she felt like I don't well, know maybe when like so much time has passed then it's really weird right especially if you've ever faked it then you're like oh god like now how do I tell you that I faked it that one time you know see I don't know if she's faked it or what because my initial reaction was like yeah, he didn't notice he didn't say anything i wonder if she's on like medication because certain medications can make you not not be able to have like an orgasm as much well i she or at all i know she's not but i think the problem is and from what i've heard a lot other people that have gone through this issue that that you know it's not like a medication thing it's just like somebody's psychological like communication actually really helps yeah 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 because once you start communicating about it it is awkward because you feel like you don't want to like insult the other person, like what they're doing. Whatever. But that's the problem with this taboo is it like it's so much blamey where like the girl doesn't want to talk about it because she feels like something's wrong with her body. And then she's and then there's so much pressure on the guy on being able to like make a woman orgasm as, as if it's their responsibility. So then she feels like talking about it with him will somehow, will somehow come across like she's blaming him. And at the end of the day, it's neither person's fault it's not the guy's responsibility it's not the there's nothing wrong with the woman and sometimes it is like you said so mental and now there's like and then she puts more and more pressure more more pressure it's stress there's she's so like tense up in her head that she can't like release and like being able to orgasm is so mental with women like Uh, it's so when i was 99 percent mental when i when i learned about this situation i was talking to my friends about this and this is like an insane thing about me, awkward combo to have with you right now. With Ian, I didn't have an orgasm with Ian until we were officially like labeled boyfriend, girlfriend. And then literally the night that we had that conversation, it worked. And I was like, guess my kink is being a girlfriend. 
<laughs> so like, yeah, fully mental. It's not like anything physical changed. Oh my God. I, I love that. Secure. Yeah. And it worked for me. Oh my God. I love that. I love that story. I can't believe you've never told me that in five years. Wow. That's why we still do the podcast. Okay. I love that. There's um, still chestnuts to be found. I love this so much. You know what? I had a few more notes to give, but I guess the just my last note is approach these conversations with empathy, kindness, and a genuine curiosity and not judgment. And, uh, and when, in, and when in doubt, just ask someone to be your girlfriend. and then Yeah, and they will just explode. It's time for us to go to our Reason of the Week breakdown. Everyone's had awkward conversations. We found a Reddit thread with some of the most awkward combos people have ever had. And we're going to role play them for you because we hope they will make you feel better about any awkward convos- conversations that you might be having. It's a game we call, Ugh, why, why you be, be so, so awkward? awkward? Oh my God. I'm already feeling the secondhand cringies. Okay. All right. Ready? Okay. Narrator. Friend's grandmother is in a hospital. She's dying. The person heard it as she's died. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry for your loss. Rest in peace. She's not dead yet. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, Well, I hope she gets better. She won't. She's dying. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) End. Okay. Next one. We need to talk. What's wrong? I just... um, Are you unhappy? I... um, With what? uh, With me? mm -hmm. Head nod. Uh... What can I do? I don't, I don't know. Are, are you breaking up with me? Uh, yes. Is there anything I can do? No. Oh my God. Don't break up with someone that way. No. Um, all right. Um, okay. So here's our last role play. This is, um, this is what the person wrote on Reddit. I'm going to tell a story about me and my siblings playing cards against humanity with our mom. It was generally going pretty well because my mom's pretty chill and she often plays the most shocking cards of the round, which is entertaining. So then it's my turn to read the the blank card uh, or the black card. And it says, instead of Cole, this year Santa gave the naughty children dot, dot, dot. And the winning card by a mile was a salty surprise, which it turns out was once again my mother's submission. We're cracking up mainly because we're so shocked by her dark humor. But then um, you play the mom. Okay. I don't get why it's so funny. But you submitted it. Did you just think it meant like pretzels and stuff? Well, yeah, I didn't think it was very good. Why are you laughing? What does it mean? So you know how like when you give someone... Uh, you know, when you give someone a blowjob, the result is salty. Allegedly, mom. Allegedly. Oh, is it? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, really? Your dad's isn't. Mom! <laughs> uh, Well, you can only go to your own experiences, can't you? Okay. Yes, mom. Okay. We get it, mom. Thanks, mom. Thanks for playing Cards Against Humanity with us. That's That's a cool mom. Cool Cool mom. Cool mom who ended up uh, telling her children accidentally in an awkward conversation that her dad's uh, spunk doesn't does not taste salty. Cards Against Humanity with parents could almost always end up on Reddit. 
So anyways, we hope that makes you feel a little bit better about your own awkward conversations and, you know, just get them out of the way. We hope we have cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and we've also got our audiobook on Audible so you can listen to us read it to you. Mm-hmm. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For full list of our sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow our personals. I am at Sparodactyl. And I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Instagram. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. That was a HeadGum Podcast.